This is Wrestling Informant Radio, WrestlingInformant.com. How's it going, everybody? Gary and Chris here on Thursday, February the 12th, 2015. Episode number 27, Chris. How about that one? Yeah, we're almost to the big 3-0. Getting closer. We are very close. And we're here on a Thursday because the NXT special was last night. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, we wanted to make sure that we pushed off the podcast one day so that we could all kind of be on the same page because nobody wants to come back in a week and talk about this stuff, although it'll probably in a week's time still be the highlight. But I'd say it's it's better to wait a day and, and talk about it now. Right, because it's still fresh in our minds. Exactly. Yeah. And with that being said, of course, we've got to remind you that uh, Amazon, great place to shop. Everybody shops there. Every, you, me, and everyone we know, uh, all shops at Amazon and you can do you can you can do that and help us out at the exact same time. What an interesting concept. So, you know, you don't have to go out of your way. All you got to do is just go to wrestlinginformant.com slash Amazon, takes you to Amazon's front page, and boom, there it is. You're shopping. You're, you're doing exactly what you already would have done, and Amazon throws us a couple pennies on the backside. How about that? I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a sweet deal. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get that out of the way now and move along here. I guess, yeah, let's just, let's go right into the uh, NXT stuff. Obviously, Raw, Seth Rollins, we'll talk about all that as we go through because there's much to discuss there, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there is, but let's, let's get with the good stuff first. Exactly. The uh, NXT TakeOver Rival. Every show has got the name TakeOver in it, Chris. Is there something to that? What, what is that is about? because their big thing is they're, they've, uh, they're taking over a spot on the WWE Network. So that's their that's their theme. Everything is takeover with the with the sub theme. What? So the 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 special event because every show is NXT, but the special event is takeover. The first one was Arrival because it was the very first one, but now it's for them to be able to take over a two hour spot on the WWE Network. Aha! Uh-huh. So that's yeah. what it is. Okay. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> you're. I, I'm gonna throw it to you, Chris, because I got home. Right before the third match, I, I was out uh, working late yesterday. Yeah, you were. Got in. I missed the first two matches. I'm going to have you walk me through these first couple of matches, and then we'll get to the really, really good stuff. So uh, oh, go ahead yeah. and start us out there, pal. Well, well, the first match was uh, it was an impromptu uh, match made by uh, William Regal, and that spawned from an altercation last week after Hideo Itami lost in the semifinals to Finn Balor. He was jumped backstage by Tyler Breeze. And because of that attack from behind, William Regal set up this match to open the show as Hideo Itami and Tyler Breeze. And if the other two matches, the other matches hadn't happened, this would have been a, this would have been one of the highlights. Really? But yeah, no, it was good. It was a really good match. Well, I'm glad to, uh, I'm I'm glad to hear it. Right. And I'm hoping this feud kind of continues and you kind of see, uh, well, Hideo Itami got the win. He knocked out Tyler Breeze that running kick he does. That running, oh, not a running knee shot, but it is a running kick. <laughs> he just yeah, right in the right in the face. But then uh, there was a photo on Hideo Itami's Twitter where he's taking a selfie, kind of making fun of Tyler Breeze. Oh, so really? Hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How clever of him. Yeah. So that that was a really good match, and the the next one, I like this feud, but I don't know about this match. It was Bull Dempsey and Baron Corbin. You like no- the feud. I feel like I've seen these guys fight 150 times. Well, I like the buildup because for a while they were staying away from each other. 
Uh-huh. And then and uh, they kind of went at it a couple of times, but Baron Corbin's gotten the best of them. But if they're not careful, it's going to end up like everything else. It's going to get really stale. But I don't know that this match was really needed. I agree. Yeah, it was a no DQ. Even even if they just had the match, I would have been okay with just a match, but the no DQ step, it made no sense. I well, thought it was, I thought it was pointless. Well, they don't use a whole lot of weapons there in the NXT. They're kind of uh you know, they they kind of go off their actual uh, you know, wrestling ability. Right. Yeah, shocker, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but uh what yeah, an, that What an interesting concept. I know, it's so wild, isn't it? Yeah. Having a pro wrestling match with pro wrestlers? Ah. That's that's foreign to me. Yeah. But uh yeah, that one I liked the feud, but Baron Corbin's won every single time. But I think this was more of a stem from the tournament when Bull Dempsey cost Baron Corbin his match with Adrian Neville. Yeah, if if he's won every single time, I mean, look, I, I'll sing the praises of NXT all day long because there's a yeah. lot of good stuff over there. But, man, I just, I, again, I, I feel like I've just seen this thing a million times. And, I, I mean, I'm good on it. I'm good with it. So, let's, I mean, let's let's move along uh uh, speaking to Triple H and the boys down there, let's let's move along from this feud, guys. I mean, let's, yeah, it, it was it was yeah, it was a great feud, but uh, I think it's done. I think Baron Corbin's put it in the bag. He's won every single time. There you go. That's all you need to know. What what uh, what was the next match? Uh, I think it was the uh, is that the tag team title match? Ah, uh, yeah, I think this is where I came in. Yes, the tag. Yeah, Blake team Blake and yeah Blake and Murphy defending against the uh, Lucha Dragons. Uh, this was this was a spot fest. It that, was. Holy cow. It was pin after pin after pin after pin. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy spots. I'm still not sold on these guys yet. It's, I, I'm still. I don't know. Triple H must uh, see something that we don't. He must, or else they, maybe they just don't have another tag team to put the, the belts on. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just process of elimination. Perhaps. I, I mean, I, I don't want to crap on the guys. I just, for me, I just don't. There's there's not a whole lot that stands out yet. Now, ask me again in six months, and they may have very well blown me away with something, and I'll be like, whoa, I'm all over the, the what was their names again? See, I already forgot their names. Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy. Okay, see? You see? Very plain, ordinary names. You Blake see what I'm saying? That's my point, right? Nope. I mean, they're not. It wasn't like when. these guys. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like, because, yeah, like you got the Lucha Dragons. You had the Ascension. They were memorable. You remember these. Blake and uh, the, Murphy. The Vaude Villains. You you remember all these? Blake and Murphy sounds like a couple of kids that hung out in high school or something. I mean, <laughs> right? They they were they were on the varsity team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe they went to like Bayside High or something. I don't know. But <laughs> oh my god, Bayside! It just it just it just doesn't stand out to me as something. They need they need a cool unique. team name. Yes, find something. Find a cool team name and run with it, guys. They can keep Blake and Murphy, but just give. Well, like there's Jason Jordan and Ty Dillinger. I mean, that's that's a team. They're very forgettable. Yeah, because they don't have the cool, catchy name that can stick, like the Ascension. Because you remember the Ascension, you have a hard time remembering their individual names, but you know the Ascension. I have a hard time remembering when they were awesome. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> So, I, I mean, time. look, the match wasn't bad. It's just for me, no. I just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I, I, it, I was I'm looking hoping, forward to the last half of the car. That's what I was looking forward to. Oh, yeah, but I was ho- I'm hoping we get to see why Blake and Murphy deserve the tag team title. Yes. And beat the Lucha Dragons. Yeah, give us a story. I'm sure, we, I'm sure we will see one. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will. No, knowing, knowing the way NXT's been booked, we will get a story. We will get a 
hopefully a good story. Hopefully. I I, be, I firmly believe we will. It just seems like uh, putting the belts on them. It just seemed like it was kind of out of nowhere. It so, was out of it was. I mean, yes, I I truly believe they're going to give us something. It's just probably going to take them a little bit. Maybe they'll explain it to tonight at the tapings. Maybe. Perhaps. We'll see. So the the next match, that's what I want to hear. You know, let, talk about that one right there because that that was a hell of a match. Oh, we're talking about uh, the 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 NXT uh, finals. Yes. Ben Balor and Adrian Neville going at it again. Good lord! Because I mean, those guys those guys went at it over in Japan and in you're all over Europe years, but I mean to be on this stage. Yeah. Guys, formerly uh, Prince uh, Prince David and Pac. I mean. These guys, they they tore it down in a major way, and I loved how the commentators were talking about. They were putting the emphasis on the ropes and kind of like their high flying game, and talking about you know uh-huh. each guy like trying to figure out how to keep the other one off the ropes, and just you know, real it, the commentators were engaged in this match. They were giving you the the belief that this was a big deal, and of course it was if, if you're immersed in the NXT world. But they were they they were they were definitely telling uh, the commentators were definitely telling a, a good story here. The the fans were fully engaged. The wrestlers, of course, I mean that goes without saying. These guys could throw uh, throw out a great match in their sleep. It was just it was tremendous. I loved this match. It was damn near my favorite one of the night. Right, and so we got two more. There. <laughs> give it give it some uh, good competition. But even Ben Balor's entrance presence. Yeah, is enough right there. That charisma that Triple H, I know he looks for. Call him that, up; he's that, ready. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> get him, get him a title, get him something. He he he's good to go because he's been in he's been in the spotlight before. Although it was in Japan, but still, you put that act on WrestleMania, it's going to be tremendous. Oh my god! Could you imagine uh, in a couple of years, maybe somebody like a. Like a Finn Balor, maybe like a Finn Balor Seth Rollins match on a WrestleMania. Oh, I mean, now you're oh, talking. Oh man, yeah, there we go. Now you're talking. Put talk about put that. If you get those guys, and then the guys we're about to talk about, get them on a WrestleMania card a couple years. They they could fill Texas Stadium. Oh, easily. They could they could get their hundred thousand seats. I believe those it, names. man. I believe they could do some great things. Oh, absolutely, they could. So I. I I I want to I want I maybe maybe they'll do like a rematch or something and give these guys a WrestleMania give them ten minutes or something at WrestleMania let them, let them uh, tear the house give down them for something sake. right Jesus. give them something because they they blew the roof off a of full sale last night and there were a lot of times when I was emo- I was emotionally invested even though I know it is still pro wrestling oops I said it again <laughs> but. That's a bad it's, word, man. You better stop yeah. saying Vince is going to hear you and grab you by oh, your God, ear and God. take you to the principal's <laughs> office. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, sports entertainment. It's sports entertainment. Yeah. Always has been. But uh, no, it was it was awesome. It was it was incredible. It was an absolutely incredible match. Yeah, that's definitely. what I like to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, for for me, this again, this has got to be. If not the match of the night for me, the, probably one of the closest things to it, other than the other things we saw. But I was uh, I was looking at X Pac and tweeted just after the match. He said, "Top that." That's all he wrote <laughs> was "top that." And I said, "Man," I, I retweeted them. We follow each other, and I I retweeted. Him. I said, "Man, that's going to be tough." Yeah, it's going to be real tough. 
Oh, um, I, uh, yeah, we still got two more matches <laughs> to talk about. Oh, I know, I know. And and speaking of which, take us into the next one. All right, we have the fatal four, the first ever fatal four way for the NXT Women's Championship. Can Charlotte you... defend. She defended against Sasha Banks, right? Bailey and Becky Lynch. Can you imagine. Uh, anticipating a a fatal four way uh woman's match can you can you imagine anticipating that no way yeah. you you think of you think of women's wrestling and I'm not knocking it by any stretch of the imagination but normally when you think of a a, a women's a divas uh any kind of match whether it's one on one tag team that's that's the bathroom break match well well you got to classify it right now you're talking about women's wrestling. Let's not get it confused with a lot of the great women's wrestling, like on the indie scene. Oh and no, stuff like that. No, 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 no. When you re- when, you, when you're referring to the to the WWE, just call it divas divas wrestling or divas match, right. and then people will know the difference. Right, because I have seen some exceptional women's wrestling on the indie scene. I have seen a lot of it. And sure, it is amazing. It is amazing. I've seen it in a person. I've seen it on streams, whatever. But this right here, this. NXT and they they go, they go back and forth with this because you they, they'll say women's and then they'll say divas, but no and in traditional divas match usually it's a bathroom break match not this one no this one was wow I, I for me I I I honestly did not know who was gonna win this match no way if you said you know Gary here's a million bucks who are you putting your money on I don't have an answer for you because. You know, Charlotte has been a great champion. She's got yep. she's got the full package, man. No oh, doubt yeah. about it. She's ready. She's ready. However, I really I'm really into uh into Bailey, man. I, I think oh, that Bailey's awesome. She's got a character that's, you know, very sympathetic. People can, you know, get behind what she's got going on. People will get behind her, kind of very much like an under underdog in a sense. I right, think a lot of people she- will get behind a character like that. Yeah, and she's fan friendly. The kids love her. She's all about the hugs and the the. She's like a real zany look. Yeah, it's it's out there, and it's a lot of. She's looks like she's having a lot of fun. They put and her on the main roster. There's a spot for there, and that 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 act will get over. I promise you. Oh yeah, yeah. With this with this PG era. Oh yeah, definitely. So anyway, sorry. Carry on. Well, that's okay, but. Uh, Sasha Banks, this could be interesting because they had a lot of high hopes on her. So I'm looking forward to see what she can do because a lot of them, they've all come a long way since even a year ago because you're thinking, yeah, okay, maybe. Like, I hope these these uh, women don't get lost in the shuffle. And they were front and center. So, And Sasha awesome, Banks, awesome I mean, win. let's not discredit yeah. her, man. Well-deserving. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely she did. She's a hell of an act, and, and you mm-hmm. know, she's got the talent to back it. I... I I yep, and how I love I, how the attitude. Right, and I love the attitude and love love the, the character's great and it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Exactly. And and let's not forget about Becky Lynch either now. No. She's going to be cuz I think I remember a few weeks ago somebody asked me if uh somebody asked us if they saw Becky Lynch in the title picture. And I didn't think she was ready, but I was I was wrong. Well, I, fig- I figured she was probably another six months out, but no, she's right there in it. She's ready to roll. Yeah. Keep keep her up in the main event spot. Keep her contending. Definitely. So I would say, you know, congratulations, of course, to uh, Sasha Banks because mm-hmm. 
man, it's going to be fun to to watch what she's got going on there in the uh, in the women's division of the NXT. And uh, with that being said, uh, take us into the main event, sir. Oh boy, we got. Uh, and I, I was tweeting about this because uh, I was hoping uh, wrestling's Mount Rushmore would uh, add some more gold as uh, Kevin Owens challenged Sami Zayn for the NXT Championship. And uh, wow, <laughs> almost. Uh, I, they even said it. I was thinking it when they said it, it was like flashbacks to Cena Lesnar at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, no, that's very true. That's a good comparison. I mean, where, where uh, they they said they, they, Kevin Owens was just methodically picking apart Sami Zayn and just destroying him, and Sami Zayn trying to get in a couple of couple of uh, things here and there, but it was the Kevin Owens show. Maybe they're trying to. Maybe they wanted to use that template. When it came to doing this match, perhaps they thought let's let's kind of go in a Lesnar type way with with Kevin Owens, which I think worked. I mean, you know, some people were kind of crapping on the uh, the finish there, and I I didn't have any problem with it. Tell people I didn't either. Tell people how the finish went down. Okay, so what happened? Uh, Kevin Owens is business as usual. He's he's fighting. He's beating the crap out of Sami Zayn, and then he's uh, I think at one point uh, he knocked. Uh, Knocked Sami Zayn out and got him all loopy. I I don't remember exactly how it happened, but uh, they were playing the uh, almost like a concussion type angle, and then they had the doctors come out and the refs asking him, "Do you, you want to quit? Are you you know look at me? You know you're doing all the usual stuff." And Sami Zayn's like, "No, no, no!" And then Kevin Owens just started power bombing, power bombing, power bombing. I think I lost count. It was what like seven or eight power bombs. Yeah, and then and then the. The, the doctors on the outside are yelling at the referee to just stop the match. And then, of course, the ref finally pulls Owens off, stops the match. I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be a, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a, a, a no decision. Zane's going to keep the title, but then nope. He awarded the title to Kevin Owens. He sure did. I, I, I was actually surprised. That by was, that. Aw- I was shocked. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I thought it was going to be, oh, you know, he's knocked out, but he's still going to retain somehow. And I'm, I was like, no, then, that's not how they're doing. I was like, okay, that's fine with me. The UFC style referee stoppage means you win the match. I like it. No, I, I, I thought do. It was, I do. I thought it was very credible. I didn't have a problem with it at all. And no way. Uh, speaking of which, question comes in from at that Daria chick on Twitter wants to know, wants, wants to know, says most, she says most fans of the WWE probably were shocked. By the TKO win by Owens. Yes, me included. Uh, will this start a new trend in the WWE? And I say, I don't know if it will. I don't know how Vince no, I, feels about it, but I, I would love to see it. Right, because, I mean, if they're wanting to uh, get more of that uh, MMA, UFC crossover type stuff, where we have one guy just completely slaughter the other, and the ref's like, okay, I'm stopping it. You know, he, he can't. He's not going to be able to win. You win by default. <laughs> I'd I'd love to see it, but part of that is it's going to require some work on WWE's end to have guys that can be credible enough to knock someone out in the in the ring. So there aren't there aren't many because it worked perfectly with Brock Lesnar because we know his background. It worked perfectly with Kevin Owens because we know his background. He can he can brawl with the best of them and just beat the hell out of somebody. But I mean, yeah, it takes it takes the right person. In the right situation, but it's—I don't see it being a trend. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, but you're, yeah, you're gonna need you're gonna you're gonna need the right cast of characters in order yeah. to accomplish that. 
And again, there's not there's not many people. I mean, yeah, you could do it with Big Show, but who the hell wants to see that? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there's enough of him already. There's there's too much Big Show. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So, I mean, we'll see how that works. Another question that came in that's, that's kind of topical to what we got going on here. NXT uh, three count Thursday. They want to know with his with his quick rise to the title in NXT. Do you see Owens being a quick jump to the main roster? In my opinion, he's all he's almost ready already. I think he's ready right now. Personally, I mean, uh, maybe we're seeing something different there. Uh, three count Thursday, but I I think he's ready to go right now, man. I'd love to see him uh, inserted in there. However. You just don't know what's going to happen with the main roster. And I got to be honest with you, Chris, if I'm Triple H, man, I want none of these guys anywhere near that main roster because. No, you want to keep these guys in NXT because of all the of all the traffic that they got for this and all the activity, all the social media interaction. It was just blowing up. I'm I'm thinking, man, just uh, you you worry about Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to keep these NXT guys here. Well, Well, not even that, man. I mean, think about. How if they get to the main roster, you know, you get somebody like a Vince McMahon or somebody like a Kevin Dunn who just does not understand Ugh. the act oh, and God, they don't just ruin started. it. Oh, that's well, the we've problem seen you got to worry about. Right, because, I mean, Adam Rose was a funny character in NXT, lost in the main roster into obscurity. The Ascension, dominant tag team in NXT, kind of lost in obscurity a little bit. Uh, Paige... Not so much. Paige is probably one of the exceptions. Emma coming back, but oh, yeah, God, it's, yeah. It, it's a shame because they had some epic encounters. I say there are some exceptions. You got the the Wyatt family. You got the Shield. Uh, the Shield, yeah. But yeah, if I'm Triple H, man, I want Ugh. these guys as far away from that main roster as possible. Now, of course. You don't really want that because you don't want them to be down there forever. But man, uh-uh. when you got your developmental territory pulling out some better stuff than the main roster, and 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 folks, don't get it twisted. Don't think that I'm hating on the talent of the main roster because there's a lot of great talent up there. It's just the people that are pulling the strings that don't know how to utilize the talent. That's where my issue is. It's not with the talent because I think a lot of that talent could hang with the talent at NXT. There's no doubt about it. I just don't like the people pulling the strings. And no. that's where the problem lies, in my humble opinion. Well, then everybody, all the uh, all the main roster guys uh, and uh, gals uh, putting over the show, they they went on their uh, Twitter accounts and they were praise, singing the praises of everybody in NXT. Singing in praises. Yep. And then a couple of guys, not WWE related, the Young Bucks, they were really proud. And then just seeing everybody from all the entire indie scene, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. Everybody's talking about him. Hulk yeah. Hogan, Hulk Hogan of all people tweeting about Kevin Owens. <laughs> he said something about Owens mania is running wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Kevin was thrilled about that one. Oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan putting him over, you, clean in the middle. In, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hogan, Hogan, Hogan laid that's down the only the time, job. That's the only time that'll happen. I know. Jesus Christ. He did a job to Kevin Owens. How about that? On Twitter. Did a Twitter job to Kevin Owens. Yep. Laying on that Mark lather. Loved it. He loved it. He was all about <laughs> sure it, man. Did. Yes, so, he was. So all in all, man, I mean, just to just put a little bow on the NXT TakeOver Arrival uh, show, man. This was great. It's a free oh, it month. Incredible. If you're hearing the sound of our voice and, it's, and you don't have this network, get on it. Check it out. Just watch this show. 
watch yeah. the show and and you know check it out. I think you guys will enjoy it. I, you'd be okay with just watching NXT. Just watch all the NXT shows. You'd be just fine. It would be just fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. No big deal because that's almost what I do anymore. Except for you know I do watch the uh, pay per views because there is some there is some good stuff there. Sure. Because you know, we 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 may sound like that we're dogging it all the time, but there is a lot of good stuff there. Hey, but when, there, when you, there's awesome stuff, I will talk about it. But when there's yes, a few we will. things that don't make sense, you got to point it out. You can't look like you, you you know that you don't know what the hell's going on. Exactly. And be oblivious to it because then you're just a then you're just like a blind mark, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You don't want to do that. No way. You got to be able to you got to be able to point out the bad as well as the good. And that's what I get. That's what I don't like about some of these uh, some of these more. What do they call them? Credentialed media types that go on. Oh, you guys are always uh, bashing WWE. Shut up. Take your not free, always take your free tickets to the show and shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take your promos and publicity and go away. There you go. All right. So yeah, over, yeah. Overall, NXT Takeover Rival, amazing show. Highly, highly recommend it if you have not seen it yet. If you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? Go watch it. Absolutely, it's free. Yeah, it's free. Go watch it, please. All right. Now we got the NXT TakeOver Rival recap out of the way. I think we have to go to the next biggest story, or probably the biggest story this week. I mean, let's be honest here. We're going to tread, you know, somewhat lightly here because we don't we don't know all the details. No one knows no, all the details. No, we don't. No. It's speculation and, all the way around. And I'm not going to pretend like I know all the details. I can give you my opinion, and I can preface it and say that uh, from here on out, what I'm saying is my opinion it is not i'm not passing it off as fact i am not saying that i know what i'm about to say to be true as far as what my theory was of what happened but yeah there you go so this is just we're, we're just doing commentary on the observations that we have seen yeah so i that's, guess the that's biggest, it that the, is it. the biggest question our fans will ask themselves on monday where were you right before raw went on the air i can tell you where i was and where i think a lot of people were uh, as as so it happens, you know, right before Raw, especially if you're the active Twitter type, you're you're on your your Twitter app on your phone. Maybe you got your little laptop there on the lap. You're checking it out. You're you know whatever you're doing with it, and maybe maybe you're checking Twitter, right? And so yeah. I'm sitting there and looking looking down at the phone, and what do I see? A naked picture pops up on Seth Rollins's Twitter account. Now, I found out that this also popped up on the uh, Instagram account as well, Chris. I don't know if you follow either of these accounts, but yes, there you have it. Uh, yeah, it was it was there. I I don't fo- I'd heard about it. I don't follow either one. Okay. Now you know the NXT better a lot better than I do. I I just like to yeah. watch you follow it for us. But what? How do you pronounce this girl's name? Because I don't want to butcher her name. Oh my God! I can't even pronounce it. I know the first name is Zahara. That sounds right. Zahara, I'm going to give it a shot. All you like, super mark people, don't don't give me a beating here. Yeah, IWC, shut up. <laughs> Zahara Schreiber. That's what, that's what I'm going to say. Close enough. We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works. Now, Deadspin here has got the... Uh, they, they, they chose the route of uh, actually just posting the full uh, unedited photos on their page. And wow, I mean that's that's kind of crazy that they would just leave these up here. Anyway, there's a picture of uh, NXT developmental star Zahara Shriver, 
popping up on Seth Rollins's uh, Instagram and Twitter page, fully nude. You know, you it's more of like a side shot, so you're not looking like full frontal or anything like that. But it's yeah, but still, it's enough. Yeah, it's from the side, and you know, it's it's like a selfie. She's holding up the phone. She's you know from the side showing off whatever. Um, and so that to me was just like I was like, what what the hell is going on here? Right, because you're starting to quit. You're looking at it like, whoa, wait, what? You know, what is this What is this photo on Seth Rollins' account? It's sure as hell not his, his fiance. No. That's for sure. You, right. I think you probably figure that out. So, and now this, this, this feed, this Twitter feed, automatically gets posted to WWE.com. So could you imagine oh, all the people man. on the website that may have been going across this page? Because, Chris, there are a lot of people that, you know, there's certain wrestlers that that fans on the internet cling to. Seth Rollins oh, yeah. is one of them. Dean Ambrose is one of them. Dolph Ziggler. These kind of like yeah, Brian, yeah. These kind of like internet favorites. People cling to them, and there are you know younger people perhaps that you know maybe they don't follow some of the like internet wrestling sites. Maybe they go on WWE.com, and perhaps yeah. I'm sure there's a very large audience of people that go to that website, and so. You've got people potentially looking at his profile. They like to look at, you know, the photos and the biography probably five or 600 times. And below the profile and all that stuff is his Twitter feed. So you're sitting down there looking at the feed and there's the picture of, uh, you know, this, uh, this NXT developmental star. But this, this is pretty wild, man, uh, to see this posted. And I was like, you know, this is crazy. Now, did you see it live or did you hear about it later? Oh, I heard about it later. Okay. Yeah, it was it was all second. I'm I'm watching the Twitter feed and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, what's going on? And then I go on WWE.com and it's like, oh my gosh, it's there. Yeah, something's there. Yeah. So on my Twitter app, I can look at someone's at mentions. You know, if somebody's writing somebody else, I can look at the at mentions. Sometimes I like to just see what people write. It used to be. Yeah. The, it used to be the funny gag of when Punk left. You'd go and read CM Punk's at mentions. As people just screaming for him to come back. It's oh really yeah, funny. Yeah, we've done that before. <laughs> we did that before on the old thing. Oh yeah, that's right. We did do that live on the air one we, time. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, so I I was trying to figure out what people were saying about this. I wanted to kind of gauge what people were saying, and then I see um people saying something about. Wow, Seth Rollins uh, nude. Somebody like tweet him like, "Wow, I can't believe there's naked pictures of you online." I'm like, "What?" And then I I refresh and then I see because uh, his, uh, his his fiance or probably ex fiance now, uh, you know, did not at mention him on her post on her Twitter, which has now been deleted. The post and the Twitter. Oh, so she didn't at mention him, but somebody had said, um, or somebody had replied with her name in it and his name in it like oh i can't believe you did that or something like that and i click on her page and there's a picture or two pictures rather of seth you know full frontal nudity basically it's that's the cleanest most clinical way i can say it full frontal nudity full front yeah full frontal <laughs> nudity on the uh on the website there you know and and I'm like, what What the hell is going on here? I, I could not understand exactly what was going on. And, you know, there it was. And then, of, of course, people on online are just spreading this thing like wildfire, Chris, just spreading it out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. And somebody had actually tweeted her asking, you know, 
clearly your account was hacked because there's no way you would do this. And and she wrote back to the person from her account saying, I definitely did. Ha 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 ha. And I was like, wow, man. Like, that's crazy. That is insane. Yeah. So then I find I see some, you know, checking through at mentions and people are posting screenshots, apparently from this girl's uh, Facebook. Uh, Leela Schultz is a uh, fiance or ex fiance. And they're posting quotes, which uh, my guess is and what other people's guesses is online are that they were maybe texts from his phone and they were quoting texts or something like that. Yeah. Um, the, the one girl, her friend here, uh, said, send nudes. Then his, uh, fiance or ex fiance, we don't know. We'll just say Leela or Layla or whatever, uh, says, quote, I love you so much, baby. Uh, quote, I hate my life and my fiance. I just want to run away with you. So, my guess, not factual, but my guess is probably a text he sent to uh, this NXT developmental star, Zahara. Uh oh. Probably saying to her, man, I hate my life and my fiance. I just want to run away with you. Whoa. Yeah. And Oof. then there's, there's other messages here. It says, like, from a distance, I love you so much, baby. Or, let's see, I can't stop thinking about you and your sleepy voice. I effing love you so much. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. So these are these are what I believe to be texts from his phone. They're quoting them again. I have to preface it by saying I do not know this to be true. Uh, I'm I'm simply guessing here. And there you have it. I, if if this is real text, Chris, I, I'm kind of concerned about the thing where he says he hates his life because right wrestling is supposed to be his life. Is he is he unhappy with wrestling? I don't know. Yeah, or is he unhappy with his personal life, or what's the deal? Yeah, it's it's crazy. E- either way you look at it, it's it's private stuff, and, and we're not going right. to delve too deep into it. No. We had to bring it up. It's it's, it's very topical here in the, uh, right. the wrestling community. Uh, he issued a statement at uh, midnight saying, I would like to apologize to all the WWE fans and my family and friends for private photographs that were distributed without my consent. And I got to say this, this is where it goes to the opinion part and where we're not reporting, yeah. we're, we're giving opinions. You know, I, you know, yes, it's wrong to, to cheat on somebody, assuming that's what happened here. I'm, I'm sure it is. And we're probably stating the obvious, but of course, again, it's our opinion. It's not, we're not saying it to be fact, but I, I mean, yes, that is wrong to do, but it's also wrong to take someone's personal photographs and distribute them on the internet to post them through their account to, to go into their account and post a photo without their consent, or certainly not the Zahara uh, woman, definitely without her. I mean, a lot of people are saying, what about Seth? What about Seth? What about this girl? Her, her naked body has been thrown out on the internet, certainly without her consent. Um, I just, for me, man, I, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. No, I don't know. This whole thing, the whole thing stinks. It does. I mean, Yes, it is wrong to be unfaithful to someone. Certainly. Uh, there's oh. no question there, but Yeah, it goes without saying. What in the hell gives you the right to take someone's private photos and put them out on the internet? That's what I got to say about it. You know, talk to them. Uh 
wait till you see him in person, smack the hell out of him or something, but don't post his photos on the internet. I mean, that's just, that's a whole other different story there, man. I mean, I don't know what else you got to say about that. For me, that's, I think that that, that part of it uh, is wrong. Yeah, no, it is way wrong. And the whole, the whole thing's wrong on every level. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it all gets straightened out and everybody can move forward with it. And it doesn't, although we're going to see all the jokes and everything like that, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty obvious. A lot of unfunny people on Twitter trying to be funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. I saw plenty of that. Uh, that's every week. <laughs> that's all the time. I, I try to be funny many times and I fail many times. See, I, I made fun of myself I, too, so it's okay. Yeah, I try. I try also, but then I'm like, yeah, maybe I wasn't that funny. Hey, you're just never funny, Chris. It's fine. No. <laughs> although the, although I did get a, a little bit of attention for my New Jack reference. Well, there you go. Hey, whatever works, right? Right. <laughs> I got a little bit of traction, but all for about five minutes. That was my five minutes of fame. Well, on that note, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm not very thrilled with, uh, with, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan fighting Big Show and Kane twice on the same show. Oh God, that was brutal. It was bad enough they had to bad enough they opened the show after what a twenty minute promo, thirty minute promo. <laughs> Jeez, they managed in one night, uh. and and I know it's one crowd, so I'm not going to say for sure this is going down the wrong uh, way, but. It sure as hell looks like that. Like they managed in one night to make Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan look so uncool and so just, you know, I just, ugh. They looked just terrible on this one night, man. And, and the crowd didn't do him any favors. And maybe it's just no because way. the crowd just wasn't into it. They're like, well, goddamn, we're not excited to see Big Show and Kane in here. You're not going to get anybody over or excited by fighting this too. It does, it does nothing. It benefits them. It benefits them being Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan benefits them in absolutely zero, no possible ways whatsoever. Yep. And they still go to this because they have nobody else. Of course, through only the fault of their own, they're not getting anybody else ready uh, to no be way. in that spot. So, you know, don't say, well, gee, we don't, we don't have anybody else. Well, that's on you, buddy. That's on your tab. Right. Cause all the time you hear about, Oh, it's a thin roster. It's a thin roster. Well, maybe, but it's cause you're using the wrong guys. You have talent. That's it. Right. The talent is there. Yes. It's all, it's right in front of their faces. That's why I say all the time, man. And I'll say it again. Oh. I said it earlier. No problem with the guys on the roster. It's the guys who are controlling it at the top here who are getting it's it all the, yep. It's all the filters, all the filters and the layers and layers and layers. And if you think we're talking out of our rear end, go listen to the Alex Greenfield interview. He'll back up everything we're saying. Oh, he will. <laughs> it's it's not just one person. I mean, it's a whole. It was a whole team. Yeah. And then you got you know, the wonderful Kevin Dunn. <laughs> oh, God, and please. Yeah, and then of course uh, Triple H up there. But then he's everybody still got to go to Vince. Vince yeah. will rewrite and rewrite last minute changes. Do this. Don't do this. So he everybody's got a filter and. and I'm sure it's a great, I'm sure it starts out as a great idea from the writer talking directly to the talent, but then they got to go up the chain of command and then it gets filtered out and it's a whole, it's a whole mess. Yeah. It's a disaster. It is an absolute disaster. Yeah. By the time we, we see what's on TV. Speaking of which, the first two matches, both ending in a disqualification, that was stupid. <laughs> Shocking. Way to go, guys. The other thing that really bothered me about this show is John Cena 
37 years old being portrayed like he's 50. Right. He's he's not exactly Ric Flair's age, okay? No. Not even close. I mean, he's only a few years older than us. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> So does that Something mean old. does that mean we're becoming old? Is that is that what the deal is? Because we're both there's, what thirty three, thirty three. Yeah, I'm th- yeah, we're early thirties, but there's days where I feel like I'm forty two and fifty two. But I'm thinking, man, there's because I I caught that. I was like, how old is he? So I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out how old is he. I was like, he's not forty yet. He's thirty seven like, no years way. old. Old man. And wow. They're passing him off like he's a freaking old man. You have got to be kidding uh, me. They must think we're idiots. Yes, that that's not <laughs> how you stupid. That's not how you push John Cena for Christ's sake. The old man. <laughs> the old God. geezer. God Get damn. off my lawn. You have you have gotta be kidding me, man. No, that, that's that is so weird. Oh, that's how that's what the that's what they're basing this entire match on. Rusev's the young young Russian upstart with the title. John Cena's the old guy. I don't this, this ain't Hogan, okay? He's not Hogan. He's not Flair. It's John Cena. He's still got a lot of youth in him. Yeah. I'm just I, I I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I, I'm all for them, you know, pushing Rusev and all. That. I think that's great. I'm believe me, I'm into it. He's one of the most over kind of guys they got there. But for me, you don't you don't take your top guy. And let's not get it twisted. John Cena is still very much the top guy. And you do you don't do that to your top guy. You don't make him into an old man. I mean that's just a bad move. I, I don't I don't I don't think they should be doing that. Anything else from uh anything anything else from Raw standing out to you? Uh other than the fact that Reigns and Brian Face showing Kane again. In the last well, match, well, they right? added Seth Rollins and J and J. Don't forget that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a handicap match. That's that, right. What, was it five on two? Yeah. Good lord. It's bad <laughs> enough. You thought you thought you saw the last of Kane and Bishop at the beginning of the match. Oh, DQ finished. Thank God. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. They announced it right after the match. That match was over. Then they announced it again for later tonight. I'm like, no wonder I'm this crowd wasn't into like, the show. Oh my gosh, I. I, I joked on Twitter. I said, man, I don't even need Benadryl. This show is going to put me to sleep. <laughs> it's WrestleMania season, man. We got to, we got to wake. Oh, no, no. Up, well, hold know? on a second. It's, it's the, it's fast lane. Oh, they're headed right. right to fast lane. It's we're, not WrestleMania yet. It's fast lane. We're merging onto the fast lane headed oh, towards God. WrestleMania. Right into a brick wall. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's where they're headed. The way things are going, it's going right into a freaking brick wall. Yeah. Well, they they better do something. I mean, they they don't have a lot of time because they used to there used to be a longer gap to where they could build some kind of a story. But when they're doing stuff like this, it's hard to put any faith in the main product. It's hard to get excited for. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um. I'm hope I'm hoping there's some exciting stuff with this paper, with this uh, fast lane show. I'm hoping. I hope so. By the way, the uh, Canadian uh, wrestling fans will be able to now uh, watch the uh, the Fast Lane. They're trying to make some deals here. I don't know. If, let me let me go because they had some specific dates on there. I want to check oh, out they the trying, press release. Oh, are they trying to get some uh, specific dates for WWE Network in uh, Canada? Yes, they uh, Rogers. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Right from the corporate WWE website. We'll put this up on our website as well for you guys to check out. 
It says, uh, today Rogers announced that it has reached a carriage agreements for the WWE Network with multiple television providers, providing more Canadian fans with access to premium WWE program. In addition to Rogers and Eastlink, the premium linear TV channel will now also be available to Kojiko, Cable Canada, Shaw and Shaw Direct, TELUS, OptLink TV, and TELUS Satellite TV, and Videotron subscribers. And, oh, I got it wrong here. Uh, Fastlane is, I think, next week. So uh looks like the Canadians will miss out on that because, let's see, TELUS Satellite TV, February 25th, Videotron, February 25th, Kojiko, I hope I'm saying that right, March 26th. So they'll be launching right before WrestleMania 31. So people in Canada, I know that it was kind of an issue of getting, you know, the network up there. But I think now these uh, cover a lot of the different various Canadian television options. Maybe there's a few that they left out. And certainly if you guys are up there in Canada, let us know for sure. Um, Let's see here. There is a little bit more here. They did a conference call today. And Vince McMahon was actually asked about the canceled WWE Network thing. Yeah. Remember that old gag? Oh, yeah. And he thought that it was good for WWE. He said, basically, the vocal minority didn't like the creative. It was like Santa Claus didn't come for that pay-per-view. So really, that was for them. And then he said that uh, people who vent when the baby face doesn't win and say they'll never be back are usually back the next week. Now, that is very true. That is true. They're they're at Raw the next night. People that that complain and complain and complain, they will be watching. Oh, yeah. They they watch everything. Trust me on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was actually uh, questioning about if WrestleMania will be included on the network. And George Barrios has said it will be included on the network subscription and will continue to be. And there was a lot of people because the commentators would would be so. Uh, they were misleading. Uh, they were very misleading. They would always kind of say like, oh, well, if you order it now, you get it through the Royal Rumble or what have you. And they would never say WrestleMania for the longest time. So I guess it got people kind of concerned like, geez, uh, you know, or, or, am I not going to get WrestleMania? You know, what the hell is right. going on? Yeah. So. Th- yeah. No. No thanks to the announcement for adding another layer of confusion. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. And then some some caller asked about if WWE would consider doing a radio show on Sirius to help spread the word about the network. That caller is obviously <laughs> an idiot. I'm sorry. Sir- oh, God. Sirius is a good service and all, but you're not really reaching a large, a large enough audience on Sirius. I, I would think of anything... The real money would be a nationally syndicated show on perhaps terrestrial radio, maybe with the syndication on a Sirius and then, of course, the Internet uh, syndication, something like what Sports Byline does. Yeah. Where they're they're heard everywhere. Um, That would be if they if they wanted to go the radio route. And I mean, why not? You know, I mean, they you know, guys like Austin and Jericho have podcasts. Jim Ross has podcasts, but that's their own brand and they're signed through podcast one it's kind of shocking that wwe is not you know kind of caught into this podcast craze and and created their own with their own environment maybe they feel like people just won't take it seriously yeah perhaps 
I, I think that'd be a perfect medium for them to stay away from. Because, I mean, they're they're letting them go on Austin's podcast, Jericho's podcast, and that's enough. Ex- that's probably enough exposure that they don't need to worry about creating their own. But you know what? You, I mean, the, it, they could do some cool stuff if they have their own. I'm just saying, I mean, for yeah, our, they could to their audience, they could do some cool stuff. And, you know, podcasting is such a an interesting world because there's not as many podcasts out there as there are YouTube and 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 blogs. Uh, podcasts mm-hmm. is still a relatively small and, you know, trust me, I know what I'm saying here. Because it's, it's actually, there's only like 250,000 podcasts out there. And I know that doesn't sound very small, but when you think about how many blogs are out there, English language blogs, over 450 million, you know, podcasting is still a relatively small uh, pond to get into. So if they kind of did like some radio deal, you know, like on terrestrial and a syndication to Sirius and, and, and of course, in a podcast, maybe like if they got hooked up with like some iHeart media or something like that, I mean, they could, you know, they could create oh, yeah. their own environment. It could be, it could be something to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it might be something. Yeah, they could. And the power of the WWE, they, you got that machine behind it. They could really steamroll and uh, generate some big numbers. And, and speaking of which, uh, I'm sure there's people out there that listen to this show that maybe you do your own podcast. We actually have started a network called Wrestling Informant 24-7. This show airs on it uh, around the clock along with another great podcast called Ring Geeks. And we're looking to expand the network. I, I just wanted to kind of give this a plug because we we're kind of talking about radio a little bit. Uh, I do want to give it a plug because, uh, you know, if you do a podcast and you've got the right equipment to make it sound, you know, kind of in a higher quality like what we do here, we'd love to uh, have you guys uh, come on the network here. And, and, you know, basically we'll air what you got and, you know, it'll be heard around the clock by a ton of people. Yep, and, and you don't have to worry about it going down because it is constantly running. 24-7 is constantly playing. It's a 24-hour so. internet radio stream. And for those that are interested, if you go to wrestlinginformant.com slash 24-7, that's the number 247-FORM, F-O-R-M, you can sign up and we will be in touch. So with that out of the way, Chris, we're going to go about probably another 10 minutes or so. Uh, what do you got from the Ring of Honor and or New Japan world? Oh, we got we got a few things. Uh, Ring of Honor actually they added a few more matches to their uh, 13th anniversary show. Yes, and we we've got the the world title match. We got the world TV title match. We I announced that last week. Alberto El Patron challenger for the TV title. Uh, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks for the tag team title, the Ring of Honor tag team titles. And we're gonna hear more about them in a minute, but. Uh, we got the AJ Styles and ACH, I think I announced that last week. Uh, ODB with Mark Briscoe in her corner is going to take on Maria Canellis with Michael Bennett in her corner. Oh, there you go. That was just announced. And then a grudge match. Mr. ROH, Roderick Strong is going to take on uh, BJ Whitmer of mm. the of the decade. And then we got uh, Moose, who's got uh, Veda Scott and Stokely Hathaway in his corner, taking on Mark Briscoe. Is that he... was just announced. Moose, is that a real name? Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even pronounce. I, I cannot pronounce his real name, but he used to play. He used to play in the NFL. Moose. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Moose. That's yeah. weird to me. 
Yeah, that it, it's it's hard to get used to because it's like I came his his name starts with like a Q or an O or something. But ah, forget it. Move along. Yeah, I just I just give up. <laughs> I'll just call him Moose. Why not? Everybody else does. Yeah, why not? But uh, yeah, that's the that's the card so far, and that's March first, Sunday night on pay, traditional pay per view. So cable satellite providers, you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to order it there. So the cards uh cards starting to stack up. So we'll see uh we'll see how it develops. We're a couple of weeks away. Very good. And uh, yeah, New Japan had a uh, show, but uh, you had to be a uh, either there in Japan or on uh, njpwworld.com to see it. They had their big uh, their big show in Osaka where uh, the Bullet Club uh, got some gold. Got a got, little gold, uh, did they? Got got a little gold back as uh, the uh, the IWGP Tag Team Tiles changed hands as Doc Gallows and Machine Gun Carl Anderson regained their tag team titles that they lost at Wrestle Kingdom 9. And, yeah, they, they got them right back. And then uh, uh, the Young Bucks, they got their IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles back in a triple threat match as they beat Red Dragon and the Time Splitters. Oh, very good. We saw, you know, we saw them at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9 opening the show. And uh, Kenny Omega, the, one of the newest guys, uh, the cleaner, he retained his uh, title in a... It was a return match. It was a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom 9, so he he retained his title. But uh, AJ Styles is the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Well-deserved. He Well-deserved. He beat Tanahashi. Now, I'd have to go back and look at the results to see if it was clean, because I've been wondering. I was like, okay, was that a clean finish? Because they said AJ Styles with uh, Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, and everybody was with him. So I'm wondering how clean it really was, but... Nevertheless, AJ Styles, deservedly so, is the world heavyweight champion. Man, AJ Styles is a stud, is he? God, he is. Jesus. He's killing it again. He never never stopped. No way. When did he ever stop killing it? Never. All right, I had to correct you there. Jesus. Yeah, you did. (laughs) So, AJ Styles, world champion, Bullet Club's got all the gold. Well, almost all of it. There's still a couple titles. There's still a couple titles lingering. Ah, very good. But, uh, they that was that was all over the uh, internet, the interwebs, this past week as they were tweeting pictures, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta see what's going on." Definitely, definitely. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. I think that's uh, that's all I got. All right, we got two more questions here, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, by the way, wrestlinginformant dot com slash patreon p a t r e o n you like what we do here if you want to donate as little as one dollar our way we would greatly appreciate it. this helps us uh, upgrade the equipment pay for the hosting all that good stuff and more wrestlinginformant.com slash patreon you could be really cool kick-ass guys like my man paul burke like my man jeremy rhodes donating some awesome money to the cause supporting the cause keeping this thing alive and moving we do appreciate it so if you listen to this show on a weekly basis, if you say, man, I really like these guys, I like what they do, wrestlinginformant.com slash Patreon, you can donate as little as a dollar. Anything that you donate goes a long way. And with a certain uh, value amount, $1, $5, $10, we do have some certain perks as you go along the way. So you heard me mention guys like Paul Burke and Jeremy Rhodes, members of the family here family that's the $20 perk and there's some other cool stuff there 
along the way. So check it out. If you like what we do, please help us out. Now let's go to another one of our, uh, our Twitter pals here at Jimmy Baselis wants to know if Austin doesn't want to wrestle at WrestleMania 32, could we see him as the host of WrestleMania? I don't know if that fits his character, meaning I don't know if he looks at it and thinks, ah, man, that's, that's something interesting to do. I don't know if how, you know, uh, into it he would be from a strictly, hey, let's get Austin on the show standpoint. Vince may say, well, God damn, that's cool. Let's do it. You know, that might be something he might be into. I just don't know if it fits something that Austin would want to do. Your thoughts. Yeah, I have to say the same thing. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that he would would be a great setup for him to do it. Would he do it? I don't know. He probably want to do something a little bit more tangible. If a little, anything, a little bit more involved, yeah. If anything, they could have done it like they did with The Rock, and he was hosting this year's Mania, leading to something to next year's Mania. Because if you had a year for someone like Austin to establish that he had something big down the pike, could be could be huge. Yeah, it could be something. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, end the show here with at Cavillo85. Uh, I hope I pronounced that right, man. Uh, if I didn't, I apologize. What are your thoughts on the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast with Triple H? Well, uh, I would direct you, Cavillo, to check out last week's show where we talked about it in depth, but not to leave you hanging here. We'll give you the short version here, and you can certainly go back and hear the uh, full thoughts on episode number 26, I believe it was. And my just my short thoughts were I, I liked it. I thought Triple H uh, came across uh, pretty well here. There were certainly some things that, you know, maybe we didn't fully agree with him on, but uh, basically to give you the long and short of it, it was um, everything is Vince's fault and I'm the cool guy that runs NXT. So there you go. That's that's basically what it ended up being. Yeah. Check it out. Um, All right. And I think I think I think we got one more question. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, uh, we did. From. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul uh, at land Smackdown. He wants to know what are the chances of a triple threat match for the WWE title at WrestleMania 31 with Reigns, Lesnar, Bryant. All right, let's address the uh, elephant in the room here. There is a internet rumor, and we'll leave it at that. It's nothing more. Oh, great. Yep. (laughs) There is an internet rumor among the copy and paste news with the Z sites that uh, there will be a triple threat match at WrestleMania that allegedly see now before Chris, all the sheets said, Oh, Vince said, uh, he's not going to put Brian in the match this year. It's just not going to happen. It's not something he's interested in doing. And then all of a sudden, Chris, a week later, the sheets are now saying, well, Vince is open to, and is more than likely going to put Daniel Bryan in that match and make it a triple threat. So at the end of the day, you kind of know what you're getting when you go to these websites, as far as, is it really going to happen? Certainly there's a possibility but I would say this, I would actually prefer them just to keep it, you know, Reigns and Lesnar, because if you put it, if you put Brian in there and you don't have any intention of putting him over, you're just going to piss people off more. If you put him in this match with Reigns at Fastlane, which they did, and you make him lose there, you're going to piss people off more. Either way, it's going to be a no-win situation. Uh, I think that is, is the way. I mean, that, that's pretty much the only way it's going to go down. It's a no-win situation. Yeah, is this what we're going to see every year? Is we're going to see Daniel Bryan in a triple threat main event match at WrestleMania? Yeah. Is this what we're going to see moving forward every single time? I mean, you, you can't have that. You know, you want 
everybody wants to have their cake and eat it too. You you can't. So Reigns won the Rumble. We we talked about this last week. It's like the Royal Rumble winner goes to WrestleMania. That's how it has been for years. Yeah, but at some point along the way, yeah, at some point along the way, they derailed from that because the IWC gets all hurt and they get their feelings hurt because their good guy didn't win. Yeah, if if you want to, um, if 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 you. If if you want to get it right, if you want Brian to be in the match, uh, you should have put him over at the uh, Rumble and did it that way. But they, for some reason, they like to do it wrong and then hope that they can make it right later. It's like uh, it's like getting hurt, Chris, and then you get like a big scab on your leg, and you think the best way to make it feel better is to rip it right off and then throw a bandaid on real quick. Well, it doesn't work yeah. that way because then you leave a you scar. Got a bleeder. Yeah, right. Or it can start bleeding again, and then you're right back to where you began. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's the same, it's the same type of thing. So I, I'd be, I would be fine with just Reigns Lesnar at Mania because that's what it originally was. I'm okay with that. And, and Paul, I'm there not, is Paul, I'm not crapping on your question, pal. I just, I just, no, for no. me, uh, I now look. If you ask me personally, I would say, you know, of course, I think Brian should uh, get another fair shot at the title. He should be the champion. He should get a real legitimate push, but that's just not what they're going to do. Uh, I don't see it happening. So, you know, there you go. That's all, that's all I got. To, that's all I got to say about that. Anything else from you, Chris? Uh, No, I think that's uh, I think that just about does it. Twitter. Where do they get you? At Chris McManamy. And? And? Oh, and at HC Tech Show. That's Damn, uh, the Hardcore I'm, Tech I'm Show. That's the other. Over. I know. I'm why well, I'm not used to that. <laughs> All right. Well, I threw you, I threw you for a loop. I was trying to see if you were ready. Yeah, it threw me a curveball there. But uh, no, uh, if you like like the techie type stuff, uh, hardcoretechshow.com. I do a podcast there every single week. Check it out. And I'm going to leave that awkward silence in the podcast. And leave I am it there. Yep, that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. Can. And I am at Gary Cantrell. The show is uh, at PW Informant, and go to wrestlinginformant.com uh, for you know everything podcasts some great uh, articles and all that good stuff some original articles uh you can check all that out right there wrestlinginformant.com it's going to do it for us this week we'll be back again at the uh the normal day and time of wednesday yes and uh we'll see we'll see what happens here in the next week chris very uh, interesting to see where things go moving forward so thank you guys so much for tuning in we'll talk to you next week thanks for your support see ya